award baiting hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, beautiful, beautiful setting. Have you stayed here though? Dude, by the, the way, are we talking about? I, you know, you know what I hear. Well, we'll start recording in a second. Yeah, hey, we're recording no right now. Let's just roll. I was going to say because no. like I've been like on. <laughs> no, no, we can, no. Since not. you grabbed my bicep, I was like, I better step up and Dude. get on. You're all listening to the happy <laughs> half guy, hour. This guy thinks I gained weight and like, <laughs> I did not say gaining weight. All right, now you should start recording. Yeah. <laughs> You're all listening to happy half hour, and well, this is going to be a real fun one. We're yeah. back. We're here at the Park High Aviara with the one and only Chef Richard Blaze. Down we here at Ember and Rye. We started this mid-argument. <laughs> I, I love this. I, I miss Richard so much. Richard and I have known each other for a long time. He's still incredibly quaffed. I walked in, and he, he's, he's buff. I mean, he's just a, the man. He, is, he's like Jack LaLanne of the modern age, you know? And he's like, you see him on, on, I always say, I look out a window, and I go, ah, Richard's out there running somewhere. Yes. You know? I mean, I know Richard. It just it gives me comfort in my, in my heart, you know, to know that Richard's out there. So I grabbed his bicep. I grabbed bicep I said you, you're looking good you're looking fit you know and he's like no 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 it's, it's fat and I'm like no I'm not pointing out you're fat we're just you know we're, we're, we're walking through we're working through some body issues right now with Richard Blaze hi Richard How hey what's up which I always am by the way Troy Johnson in the house at the Park Hyatt Aviar thanks for having me on guys and thanks for being coming here. in and uh you know uh Getting some breakfast. We don't even do breakfast, but that's what we do for you. I, oh, you know, I, I will <laughs> say a little behind the scenes of uh, a BTS of, of the podcast is usually I come in and I'm a professional and I have eaten and I have prepared and I did not get a chance to have breakfast this morning. And I walked in and you know the, the wonderful you know um, staff of you know Park Hyatt Aviar and Ember and Rye. I go, can you? I just, can, I, can I just just pour some food in my hand? Can I just <laughs> can I just get you know? I mean, did you ever see? Did you ever see? I'm going to get you sucker a movie. From I the have. 80s? I don't quite remember it. Chris Rock. It's way back in the day, the Wayan Brothers. It was the Wayan Brothers. Yes, okay, got it. Yeah, oh, it was a okay. fantastic movie, you know. And it was like it was Chris Rock just walking in. He's like, "How much for just one wing? How much <laughs> yes. for this? Okay, just just pour some soda in my hand." That was me this morning. So, anyways, they were they, they were polite enough. There's this crispy fi- um, fish. You asked sandwich. for, I think, a piece of toast. And what did you get here? I got this crispy <laughs> fish sandwich. Oh, okay, explain to me what this is. Richard. You got so you got a, a classic crispy fish sandwich. You mm-hmm. got uh, garlic croissants, and you have the the signature one of the signature items of the restaurant the ahi tuna tostada with um, avocado tartar sauce and a mango yolk okay now i'm not to be too chefy you got fries in a sandwich (laughs) and some bread (laughs) you can boil it down we can talk we can talk pretty about it and we also can talk you know but i will listen i'm going to jump right in because you know we are here you know you had mentioned like the wonderful people Mm. at park hyatt you know how much better of like a restaurateur or a chef or like someone in hospital I've become because of, of this relationship here? Because everyone that works here is just so on top of their game hospitality-wise. Seriously, like it's pushed me to realize like, you know, when, when you come to a resort, when you go to a beautiful restaurant, mm-hmm. like how much hospitality goes into that experience, you know? Well, and you've been, yeah. sc- you've been scraping at all levels. I mean, not scraping, <laughs> but I mean, no, you've had an honest career at Independies. Independies. And- you've, been, you've been grinding it out now for 20 years. <laughs> that came out a little bit more no, dismissive. I, I do scrape. You know, I'm you, a scraper. I'm a grinder. You know, I, yeah, I mean, you, you scrape, you've scraped really well, you yeah, know? Yeah, no, I don't mind. I'm, I'm a digger. Is yeah. that what we're saying? <laughs> well, you know, I think that to your point, I, I I really get that about. I mean, look, Park Hyde Aviar. We're up here in you know Carlsbad. It's a beautiful, uh, a beautiful resort. You know, right right above like the lagoon, the lake. You can see the ocean, everything else. Ember and Rye, obviously, um, Richard's signature steakhouse, named after his kids. Uh, you you opened when? When did you open? Yeah, we opened on like March eighteenth, I think, actually officially in twenty twenty one. 
2021. So it's been just a little bit over a year. And right. Like everything else sort of post-pandemic, it either feels like it's been two weeks or five years. What? Well, like there's no, like there's no actual time. It's yeah. like it just <laughs> no. opened yesterday or we've been open for 10 years. Yeah. We're all in the wormhole. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Exactly, exactly. But yeah, we opened and you know, right right when California came back online, basically. So kind of worked out well for us in that regard. Well, uh, I mean, yeah. but to, to, your, to your point about like working in a big organization like this, you know, and I've heard this over and over from chefs and from restaurateurs and bartenders and everything else. You can work in all the indies. And you had, you know, you were at Juniper and Ivy. You know, you helped launch that, you know, and, and you've had a bunch of different restaurants where sure. you've been independent. But when you have big organizations like that, there's systems. And systems are beautiful. I mean, my I talked to Consortium Holdings, Arcelon, you know, who, sure. who runs, you know, Ironside and, you know, Craft and Commerce and Born and Raised and everything else. He said, you know, some of my best employees come from the Cheesecake Factory. You know, because, and, and it, I'm not comparing Park High Aviara to the Cheesecake Factory. But what I am comparing is that systems it's just an organization that knows how to get a massive thing done in a very good way yeah you that's know what it is. Yeah. and that's what chefs Agreed. along the way like indies like they don't they, it's hard that's where most chefs fail right they don't have the system uh, there's so many i mean you're absolutely right not to get too much into the you know hotel resort <laughs> chef world but just as simple as this like uh as an example it's saturday night and an oven loses power mm -hmm. right the independent restaurant is now just out. Yeah. Like they, they have a third party they can call and hope that like that person Saturday night <laughs> fell apart so mm. that they can come to hopefully fix an oven. Here you pick up the phone, you know, and you, you call engineering <laughs> yeah. and someone shows up right at any time of the day. And it's like, and it's, and it's, so it's like every department, right? So mm -hmm. it, really, it really is, you know, um, you know, every department. So like those resources, like you're saying, the structure and the resources are there yep. and the accountability is there and it makes everyone mm -hmm. just, just be better because you realize how many departments isn't it it's, isn't it like yeah. a tool a call a tall glass of water in your career you know i mean you're just like you're like you've been you know like you've been the guy that's yeah. had the, the oven break and you're like well we're done for the night yes you yes. know <laughs> we're gonna roast up some hot dogs out on the fire over there and yeah, that's it yeah yeah Absolutely. You know. For sure. For sure. Yeah. But so talk to us about op opening here. I mean, we've, it's been now, I mean, God, now it's been a year two and two months. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Sounds right. So a year and two months, you open up right after the pandemic is, mm -hmm. is, is coming off. How was that? I mean, were you nervous? Were people jubilant? Was it, you know, like, oh my God, we're back. Oh, or was it like, hmm. hi, can I sit here? I need, oh. I need my own hermetic space over here. Uh, I mean, you know, from, are you saying from the guest perspective or from mine? So like for me personally, as a chef, it yeah. was you know, again, I think it was a great reset button, right? Like yeah. coming off of a couple of other projects, I'm resetting. You know, it's basically like my second album in San Diego. Mm -hmm. Second albums are notoriously terrible. Good. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like, like this, it's the art project, it's right? Like, right. It's like, oh, I liked them when they were in their garage. <laughs> this is exactly what we're talking about. Now he's got an engineer. I liked when the oven broke. Metallica's got the symphony behind him. This is no longer the same. That's how he created sous vide. He didn't have fire. <laughs> he could only cook with liquid nitrogen and water. <laughs> wait, wait. Well, why, who, what comedian do you just remind me of? So much? Oh my God. Oh, I no, mean, that's Seinfeld. Seinfeld. It's not, it's, you're not the first one. I, it's, I'm a New Yorker. So like, I, that's where that comes from. But like, it's, I, early, in my early Top Chef days, there, there's a couple of moments where, there, where, I, where unknowingly I'm in, a, I'm in a Seinfeld stick. But um, yeah, so you know, for me, second album. Mm -hmm. And like just having that like awareness also because like it doesn't matter what I do, Troy. Like it doesn't matter 
how much golf I play or how many, <laughs> how many TV shows I do or how many podcasts I'm on. Like I'm still always going to be a chef. Like it's a joy and it's a torture, you yeah. know, both. And I love both of them quite honestly, but like you, you, you got to cook good food and you got to come up with good ideas. And it doesn't matter if it's a recipe for a brand or opening up a new restaurant or whatever it is. You just know that people are going to be judging it. Right. And that's good. You know, you want people to judge it. And, and so for me, this, this project was so important. Yeah, uh, and you really worked on this project. I mean, you. I saw the Insta during the pandemic. I saw yes. the Instagram of you R and Ding in your backyard. Yeah, you know, you were you were like you know, flame grilling and wrapping steaks in different you know, uh, I don't know, salt casings or whatever it was. You know, you're doing all this kinds of stuff. You're pissing off your neighbors. You know, I know they. They, you, yeah. They, yeah, they called the, they called the cops on you. They even they did. They did Jerry. <laughs> You know, it was Jerry. It was Jerry. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I, this you really did. You know, put a lot of your own heart and soul, and like I mean, it wasn't just you didn't put your name on it. And I think that's why something like this works, right? Right. You know, because we've had we've had celebrity chef uh, concepts in San Diego just fail, fail miserably. Yeah. Because they come in, they they create they they really like just are here. You know, they kind of give their touch on it. They help to design the menu, and then they leave. Mm. And it, well, I mean, I know that you travel. And I know you're you're not here every single day, and you've got your their team that's executing. You can't. That's what every restaurant of course, is. Yeah. You know, but you really put like the ideas that you've had in your back. Yeah, was also a lot of that was luck because of the pandemic and like right. I'm sitting in a backyard, like just contemplating the world and right. with a grill <laughs> and wood, you know. And uh, so, but but also to me, that, that was the you know, it was an authentic beginning. Yeah. And I, with with any restaurant concept, like that's so important that there's like some sort of story. You're a writer. I mean, that it's not just like you said, uh, it's a name on a door. Yeah. And it's food that he's done everywhere else and. You know, yada, 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 whatever it is. Sorry, now it's very Seinfeld. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean, it it was authentic. And you're right. And like, it's hard for me. I have to go back through my Instagram feed to be like, oh yeah, we actually did come up with the swordfish chop in my backyard. Mm -hmm. And we actually did, um, you know, the grill, which I don't know if you've been outside to see on the deck because we're inside right now, but the the, the grill, it's it's, it's open fire cooking right outside looking over the 18th year at our fabulous uh, Aviara golf course. And like, the the logo is a boy under a tree grilling, which yeah. by the way, not a great thing. Don't grill under a tree. Trees, <laughs> trees are wood, and if the flames get too high, and you, but if you, you don't do, wanna... make sure to have some sawdust underneath. Yeah, it. and if yeah. you do, I mean, it might as well be a beautiful jacaranda that's purple right now out there on the 18th. But but it is. It was authentic, and I yeah. love steakhouses. And this is probably sorry if I'm talking. Am I talking too much? No, are you kidding me. This um, never, that's never, literally never, never. the point of a podcast. I've always wanted to do. I've always wanted to do a steakhouse. So mm-hmm. it was also this thing where it's like. When, when I came and visited pre-pandemic, because this started well before the pandemic, yeah. like the idea of me coming out here. And I was like, no, it's a, a, like a golf, club, a golf course, not your parents' country club. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want a steak. I want a burger. I want that sort of like, you know, classic cuisine. With a, 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 to me, it was just a dream, yeah. dream project. Why, then, is, why a steakhouse? Why was that a dream? It's so funny because, you know, everybody always, and I don't, I'm not going to pit. If you could see right now, Richard is flexing. Right. Mm-hmm. He's because, showing off those new guns. Right. No, but which, which is mean I'm flexing my belly is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, to me, a steakhouse has always been also like a treat, mm-hmm. like something that's a, a special treat. Yeah. Like, 
you know, mom's uh, gonna take her, her spit in her, in her finger and like get your hair perfect, right? You know right? I mean? yeah. yeah, like something yeah. that was always, to be quite honest, beyond my means, beyond yeah. like as an experience from a guest. Like when I was a young cook, I wasn't going into steakhouses mm-hmm. to check out the menu because I didn't have the you know the seventy five dollars for the the steak or whatever it was. Um, I was eating the steak in the carne side of burrito. That was my my steak. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was going to the buffet, the beef steak Charlie's or whatever. Like I'm dating Ab- myself. Absolutely. That's a place. Yep. Um, you know, you get soft serve at the, at the oh, buffet. It is all, beautiful. All this. It is beautiful. But um, you know, so to me, it was also that. It's like, wow, I've always wanted to do this, and now I finally have the resources to do yeah. it. Um, and we have people. You know, some people do. You know, go out to steakhouses a lot. Obviously, I know. And, well, you know, it's, it's so funny because with the advent of it, of vegetarianism and veganism, and you know, and plant based cooking, and you know, obviously, it's having a beautiful renaissance moment. And was it invented, or is that how it all started? <laughs> <laughs> That is how it all started. You're right. You're right. And we all started just kind of like gnawing on seeds. Yeah. Yep, that was it. That was the beginning of beans. We're like, what if we actually took down that saber-toothed tiger? Yeah, exactly. It's the other way around. Know, right? With the advent of <laughs> taking down saber-toothed tiger. <laughs> So, I mean, but it, but it, there really is something about steakhouses, too. There's something that, you know, like people, there's a simian uh, um, appeal to them. And there is a big special moment to them. There's, there's something, I think there's almost like a reaction because we have so much plant-based cooking now because there's veganism. It's like, uh, you know what? Put away your quinoa for a second. I'm going to go get a tomahawk. I think yeah. that's what, you know, it's like. But there's also, you know, the thing I love about the classic steakhouse and here at Ember and Rye is like. It is also a simple menu, usually, mm-hmm. where there is something for everyone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, like, again, the, the, the chicken here is probably one of the better dishes. And yeah. it's like, who orders chicken at a steakhouse? You know, order it here. You know, who orders the fish at a steakhouse? Um, I'm going to call I'm gonna call bullshit on that because I think that this croissant right here is probably ooh. the best thing. Dude, yeah. I, it I, is I, so you, good. That, that garlic in there? And I, I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't, I don't yeah, mean no. to derail this. I just, you said it was the best thing and I immediately thought about best things. And this croissant is you're not derailing. You're keeping me on track. You're fantastic. keeping me on track. The garlic croissant. It's a signature thing. And like, you know, you had mentioned before we started about, you know, um, having people in your company, in your business, whatever it is, doing the things they're good at and, and putting them in the right positions, right? Mm-hmm. When I coach youth sports, which I do, believe it or not, or have. Baseball? Uh, basketball and soccer. Oh, okay. oh, right. um, wow. I mean, not to brag about my 200-feeted seasons as a youth basketball coach, but uh, but you put the you know, you, where where do you want to play? I want to play this position. What are you good at? And I do yeah. this. So you know, we have an amazing pastry chef, uh, a French pastry chef who you know uh, helped us you know start the restaurant, who made great croissants. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, you have to do that. And I was like, trying to figure out how do we, you know, I've never seen anyone do a croissant as bread service right. to start a meal. Yeah. So I was like, that works. Mm-hmm. That's very Richard Blaze. Sorry to say, I'm like, let's do that. And I was like, well, how do you do it? And I was like, mm, garlic bread. That's nostalgic and classic. Let's just put, let's put some garlic in the croissants. And it was like I broke like a circuit inside of it. <laughs> he was like, he started smoking. Right. He's mm-hmm. like, uh, pano chocolat? The French national anthem. No, not pano chocolat. No, not pano chocolat. <laughs> Con, con I, con garlic, <laughs> garlic bread, and he was like, pano chocolat. <laughs> no, no, not in pano garlic, <laughs> panaman. No, not almonds, not chocolate. But it was just, it was really cool to see. I mean, and the reason I'm kind of making fun of the situation is because it was also like when someone is so classically trained, right, right. Sometimes they can't see past like the classical things. 
But what it led to was an amazing chef and craftsman, you know, developing a garlic croissant that uh, is a signature. And I will say, I, say this. Yeah. As bread service, I've never seen a croissant as well. I mean, that's basically butter. You don't need butter because the butter's packed into your bread service right uh, there. And, and by the way, another going back to the amazing resources when you have, uh, you know, uh, an award-winning resort, mm-hmm. we have a pastry team. Yeah. With a pastry kitchen. Right. You're not just like, all right, well, hey, who's going to make the Troy? cheesecake at my independent restaurant? You know what I mean? Right. No, it's... <laughs> who's going to Costco to pick up the croissants? <laughs> <laughs> Why do I feel like you've run that errand? I have. <laughs> I've definitely done that before. No, but you're right. You're usually like, hmm, we might not be able to afford a pastry chef or a sommelier. Yep. So Bread pudding. So, who so what manager likes wine? <laughs> and do one of you sous chefs make a cake or two? And that's how you get to it, right? So again, and that going. All right. Well, here's, okay. Bring this, it back. This is, well, no, we don't need to bring it back. I'm going to go off on this tangent. Okay, so what is, and I just named two of them, I think. What are, what are the standards? This has been one of the classic um, per for any chef who wants to open up their own restaurant. They, you can't afford a pastry chef. It's, just, it's a luxury, right? So and somebody's just kind of hawking it together. What are the, the core, like, kind of hawking it together um, pastries or, or, like, desserts that a savory chef makes? Cheesecake, bread pudding for me, right? Those are the same. You're like, all right, man, I think I can pull off a cheesecake and I think I can pull off a bread pudding. Yeah, I mean, definitely bread pudding, especially because, you know, we've judged a bunch of reality cooking, right? That's the ultimate, like, last second, like, you got some old tortillas? Yeah. <laughs> I can make a bread pudding. <laughs> I think. <laughs> or like a crumble. A, a crumble. A crumble uh, yeah. Any sort of, like, you know, here we have a corn creme brulee that's not a dessert. It's mm. actually a side, which is works really great. The sweet corn with the salty steak. It's, it's are you just are you just flambeing the? Uh, it's corn cream, and then we make no. It's a creme brulee, but okay. just with corn milk instead of huh. yeah. Oh, it's nice. Absolutely, one of my favorite items here. So, and the sweetness it's got so of the much corn. natural sugars from the, from the right, and then you put sugar on it, you burn sure. it. It's creme brulee, but then yeah. that with like salty dry aged steak mm-hmm. is a really really fantastic oh, the, the, flavor combination. The riff on cream corn that you would always get at a classic steak. Exactly. Has. So I mean that's a a lot of our, a lot of our food is well, here. Well, um, what is your, what is your your cream spinach then? Our cream spinach is very similar. By the way, did you you're, like? I feel like this is not this was not uh, scripted. No, like you just no. you're just walking into all I'm, the classics. I'm, I'm I love into it. it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the cream spinach, same thing. So like again, I love cream spinach. It's I love cream egg. corn. Who doesn't? So like, you have all these lists of these iconic steakhouse things. And you're like, how are we going to tackle bread? Sir, oh, you know, we got to do this. We got to do this. So the cream spinach again, my favorite one. And I one of my first jobs was at a steakhouse, a corporate mm. steakhouse that I won't mention. <laughs> and I'll put a little beep beep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What was it? Every little guess. That's a game we can play. I like it. Put it on the Insta. Um, but it was like, well, how do you make like in, you know in a, in a in a normal? You buy a box of frozen spinach. You heat up a bunch of bechamel and you just dump it in there, and that's it. So here I was like, same thing. You know, this is California, and I we really pride ourselves on our vegetable sides here, which I think is the differentiator with this concept, to mm-hmm. be honest. Um, and well, how do you make it a little lighter? So we take fresh spinach, we pulverize it so that it's just minced spinach, mm-hmm. right? So you got a ton of that. That's like a hard job. You got like just lexans and big giant containers of like minced fresh spinach, and then we make parsnip cream instead nice. of milk, right? Okay. So now you have parsnip uh, mm-hmm. as the base, and it's just parsnip milk, spinach, and that's the cream spinach here. Nice. So it's just super bright green, super fresh, but you don't have flour in it, and you don't have 
you know, all, 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 you don't, you don't have this heavy rue slash bechamel in it. Well, then what's my, okay. So I'm going yeah. through steakhouse yeah, classics now. And honestly, <clears throat> you know, here's, here's yeah, the, we, we've tackled, we have tackled or, or have on the menu, all of the classics. Okay. So I, yeah. well, I, and I, here's the thing, like I genuinely didn't mean to do this and I have, haven't actually analyzed your menu because I'm not a professional. You haven't um, been here in a year and two months, Troy. <laughs> I know. I know. Like I we're look, friends and this is the only reason I would never do this to anyone else. I, 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 like come at you that hard, but like <laughs> you haven't been here in a year and two months. Dude, I meant, I was like, oh my God, I'm so happy for you. And I'm like, I'll see you in two and a half years and I want breakfast and I want fish for breakfast um so well I'm thinking about the other um classics of a steakhouse David what what other classic so I want my like 55 year old aged dry aged ribeye oh okay okay. yeah well you're going to the steak but I see you were staying on the side I'm saying oh the sides the sides oh yeah we can tackle both but what would you like with that ribeye sir I want some uh, I want some asparagus Okay, well, asparagus, classic, and it's springtime. So uh, here we have jumbo asparagus, which is also just one of my favorite things to say. <laughs> jumbo asparagus. <laughs> now, at Petco Park, jumbo asparagus. Opening up for two chains. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking more mo- monster trucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So was I, but I like the two chains. Right. I, that works too. Uh, I mean, here, it's, so it's, it's steamed asparagus. Again, okay. a technique that gets no love. Yeah. It's right, because people think steaming is just bland, right? But, what do you, but what, what's the, the liquid that you're steaming it with? No, I mean, honestly, here, it's just the ocean water from the lagoon. <laughs> It's not. It's not. There's nothing special about the steaming process. Okay, okay. But it is. But but I like where you're going. Okay. Yes. Like we we like to uh, play off of the Park Hyatt Aviara Spa, and we put a little lavender. This is you're actually inspiring a dish right now. Like this is like like now it's research and development. Absolutely. Because you should you should have we should have something in the water. But it's more like a, cra- a classic uh, grabiche, which okay. is just like tarragon, chopped eggs. Yeah. Um. Mm. You know, and just like light again, not creamy and fresh and bright green. Uh. We've done instead of a loaded baked potato just that's what I was thinking Yeah, uh, we've Ooh. done celery root right okay. just a baked ember oh, roasted yeah. like celery root cooked Gnarled on the burning and... coals of the fire and then you know uh, you know we got a a whole blooming uh, instead of a blooming onion which maybe you've heard oh of oh my god it is one of the greatest things and the worst things to ever happen to America yeah it it, is, well we've done we, we have done here and we have, we'll have on the menu blooming fennel Oh, so we cut nice. it the same way. So like, just all of those things where you're like, oh, well, this is really special. Like fennel, mm-hmm. which you can find everywhere out there. It's I literally also. Now I'm off. I'm off. I'm what off what kind of here. sauce do you do on the blooming fennel? The I mean, uh, right now, what is the sauce that we have on the blooming fennel? Or sometimes we'll do an onion. We do have an onion on the menu sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's like a chorizo remillade, or mm-hmm. you know, the sauce changes all the time. Oh, or wow. it's a ramp ranch, probably is yeah, what it is right nice. now because it's spring. Oh, we'll have to nice. check in with the chef because those things change. <laughs> uh, but what doesn't change? Real quick, yeah. mentioning the fennel, mentioning that it grows all over here. Real quick, getting into my golf obsession. Okay, because you know what? Now, when I started, you know, two years. Richard Blaze is now a golf influencer. I don't know if you know this. I am. Yeah, I mean, I get hats. (laughs) I get free hats. So, like, if that's like that's how you know you're an influencer, I'm I'm one. So, someone who uh, was an editor for me when I I used to write a blog, and and I was like, you know, I'm really uncomfortable. People are saying I'm not a writer. Mm -hmm. And she said to me, she's like, Do you get paid to write? And Mm -hmm. I was like, Yeah. She's like, You're a writer. You're a writer. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, so You're yes, like, I'm an influencer. Ten cents, and I, that doesn't <laughs> matter. Yeah. You, we're not paying you a lot. Yeah, but, but that's okay. But, we, but you can say you're a writer. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yes. Uh, but anyway, yes. Yeah, so, so I love golf, and I get out there. We have this amazing course. It's also a very difficult course. The LPGA has a tournament here. Yeah. Uh, the Barbasol JTPC who was just here this last year, and uh, we'll be back next year and a couple of years after that for sure. Amazing course. Really, really difficult. So in the beginning, especially, my balls wouldn't go exactly straight. 
Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and they'd go left and right all over the place. I have no control. So I would walk into the rough, right? You know what golf is, right? I'm explaining. Oh, oh, yeah. So <laughs> you walk into the woods, which mm-hmm. is not exactly on the course. You go to look for your ball, and I wouldn't find my ball, but I'd find radishes, Troy. No I'd find, way. I'd find carrots. I'd find nasturtium. I'd find fennel. Absolutely. I'd find garlic. We can go out there right you, now you on the found, 18. You found wild garlic, wild carrots? Chive blossoms, carrots, radishes. Not a lot of carrots, but Me you sure. do find them. Yeah. Uh, brassica, lots of fennel, nasturtium, lots of sorrel. So I started, as an influencer, as a golf influencer, I started my own hashtag called golf foraging. Here we go. Those two words. This is going to be, I, there's going to be a two. Am I too much? <laughs> two the I only had a thing, big cup of coffee. <laughs> the only thing I ever caught when I was golfing is I got poison oak looking for my ball. Oh, that's, that's horrible. <laughs> I'll tell you Not my, nearly as cool. My golf story. That's a horrible story. It was yeah, terrible. Yeah, I had yeah. it for like three weeks. And you never played awful. golf again. I pretty much took about a year off. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, my, my, my worst golf story, I guess, is a, I think I, I hit a, I had a beautiful drive and I just hear this ouch. And it was this, <laughs> this, this delicate, sweet, 80 year old woman that the, the drive had just, she showed me her arm. And it was, I mean, a, a, two, a contusion. Where were you playing? You were playing with a gallery? You yeah, were playing at, a tournament? Uh, this was over at Riverwalk in Mission Valley. Okay. And I, it, it, her, the lump on her arm was two inches high. It was like, I'm like, she, and, but she was the greatest woman. She was just like, I'm fine. That's part of the game. You know, oh, wow. You know, okay. At least she's a player. She's uh-huh. out there like, okay. And the other thing is, because I, I also do not hit in a straight manner. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I hooked one on, I think it was actually up here somewhere. I can't remember where. No, it was Carmel Mountain Ranch. Um, I hooked one. <laughs> and we go, oh, 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 no, 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 no. It went, <laughs> it went through the window of his house. Ooh. And apparently with, within two minutes, or not even two minutes, I think it was 20 seconds, a woman comes out carrying our golf, my golf ball. Um, she had been doing dishes in no. that window. The ball, like a movie. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> that's right. Like- through the window landed in her sink you know and that's she, like a bugs bunny cartoon I know, I know i'm like i was so i was trying to be compassionate because i'm like i'm like look you know what i mean i mean this is i know i just broke the window probably scared the head of jesus out of you but i'm like do you realize how cool that is it sounds like a movie right <laughs> yes and she's yeah. like i don't give a crap son you know like you're, you're gonna pay me for my yeah. window the next like, day she put a blueberry <laughs> pie on the window <laughs> I know, right? and the aroma wafted <laughs> through the woods and as, as dresses were being made out of thin air by various vermin you know if you live on a golf course, though, don't you have like special uh, glass for your window? Uh, I mean, I mean, it's like it should have just gone ping. Well, I will bounced, say, I'm looking. Know? I'm uh, house hunting right now, actually. So a couple of the houses we've looked at have been on like golf courses, and now I'm so glad that I have the experience of playing to know like where you're in danger on a course. You know, mm-hmm. like for a, for a homeowner, mm-hmm. where like, oh yeah, this uh, definitely a right-handed player is going to be putting these in the dish pan. <laughs> right, right. You know, every once in a while. Um, but yeah, there's you got to have special glass. It okay. ha- here so. it doesn't happen a lot. Quick because, question though. Yeah. Are you are you looking for houses in San Diego? Yes. Okay. Yes, I am. This yeah. is home. This is home. Yeah. My kids right. are, you know, my my oldest starts high school. No. This year, which is super scary, mm-hmm. my young, you know, my youngest will be starting middle school next year. So, like, yes, I travel a bunch, but like, yeah, I'm here. What is there not to love about San Diego? Oh, that's, I'm so glad to hear. Yeah. Well, because you have opportunities elsewhere, and you're, you know, you from yeah. you're from Atlanta, Oakland. No, but you, you know, uh, from, yes, I just love what I loved it. You know, I just made no, it. I love it. Yeah, I lived in Atlanta for a while. Okay, uh, I'm a native New Yorker, New Yorker, uh, who lived in Atlanta, and I, and I worked in um in, in the Bay. So yeah, you're right with all of those. Things. Okay, all right, all right. And a lot of people think I'm from Chicago because I'm just like a nice. Guy. 
you can see like the the mom hair he has going what? on right oh i like it see this is what it's this Conan is why brian hair it's let the hairs become a thing troy it, it this is. is the other thing and like it's like one it's been a real polarizing thing and we feel you know people hate on it uh some people love it some people hate on it and mm-hmm. uh but it, it is it is a thing now that's like like some of these people that we know that have iconic hair right. that at, at a certain point then they can't like um, Guy Fieri like can, can he I, do anything to his hair? he couldn't no, if no. He, like if he literally I mean I don't know contractually I'm, I don't know I he, think that, I think there's probably something in a contract that's somewhere. crazy there has to be. yeah that's crazy but yeah. like Conan what was he gonna do he's gonna come up like with a shaved head one day and be like this no. is my new style no it's it like follows him. and it's eventually the hair eats the body. You know what I mean? Like you're no longer the star; it's your hair, and your hair. Oh, that's like—that's the problem. Yeah, right. It's like venom. It is venom, exactly. (laughs) That's exactly. My hair is talking to me out there. Okay. All right, so so talk to me about about the show that you've been doing um, for Fox. Oh yes, um, I mean, I, you you and I. Well, first, gonna share my first my favorite Richard Play story, and we can cut this out. Um, honestly, um, Chef, if, if you don't want to in here, what are you about um, to say? <laughs> one of my one of my now. favorite Richard Play stories ever is that you know Richard's just a fashionable guy, right? He, he's, he's he is. I mean, you you do you have a really like, good sense of fashion about you? You know, I'm, I'm in an I'm, Aviara V-neck sweater I, right okay, now. Okay, I'm a, a very fashionable man. one. Yes, I'm a company I'm, man now. You are a company man. Yeah. But when you're not being a company man, he's got great, great fashion sense. And anyways, we're both on set one day in Guy's Grocery Games. And, you know, I, um, you know, my eyes went bad at age 40 and I've got these big glasses on. I've got a big hair and I'm sitting next to Richard Place, who's a much more famous person than I am. And he's, he's also got big hair and he's got glasses on too. And the producer gets in my ear and he goes, they go, um, hey, uh, Troy, we cannot have um, two guys with big hair and glasses. Will you take <laughs> yours off? Ooh. Will oh. you take <laughs> yours off? That's because you were the vet though. I, 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 I mean, they, they made me take, I'm like, oh, are, are you? I'm like I can't see. <laughs> I, I think that is the funny part of that story that I don't need glasses. <laughs> I just wasn't even gonna say it. But Richard was wearing glasses that they were just for show. Yes, they were, right? they were, absolutely. They were just beautiful fashion just, glasses, and I was like, Richard's aren't real. He doesn't need them. Like I have to. I have to see. <laughs> but you know that's the great thing about working with very talented people they're like we don't give a shit take off your glasses <laughs> I love that because I don't think I've heard that story and uh, like now to know that someone was in your ear <laughs> while I was like nudging you probably talking about something else and, and I'm like, like I can't even see is that Richard next to me I don't know, <laughs> you know anyways okay so talk to you about the show you, you did it with um, Naisha Arantine who, who I love mm-hmm. um, we've known for a long yeah. time um, Gordon Ramsay I don't know at all um, yeah. but obviously we know his repute Season one, you're going into season two. Yes. I mean, are you? You've always been. You've had TV shows before. You've been on Top Chef. You do. You done all this. Um, but why this one? Why is it working? You know, what's the experience? Oh like? wow! I mean, why is it? Why is it working? Is interesting. Uh, you know, as far as like you know, when we say working, it means people are watching it, right? Uh, lots of people are watching it. Um, so yeah, this has been the most successful TV show that I've ever been a part awesome. of, as far as viewership is concerned. Yeah. Um, you know, certainly the fact that it's on network and it's on Fox mm-hmm. doesn't hurt. Right, there's a lot of eyeballs just in front of the uh, of the of the network. Yeah. Um. You know, I mean, uh, the the show is just very different. You know, and mm-hmm. and I'm not going to ask you if you've seen it because I know you have. I know you're a big fan. <laughs> and DVR every week, <laughs> exactly. In the 90s. Uh, it's 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 energetic. It's high energy. Yeah. Uh, it's shot wonderfully. There's these three levels of kitchens, right? That's, so you're that set is the amazing. set was an odd fact to, that it, that when we shot we shot the first season in Vegas, it was the tallest non permanent structure in Las Vegas. No. Huh. Yes, which is like a super odd stat. That's like you never show up in trivia. But <laughs> what? Well, somebody in the IT department. Yeah, someone had to find that one out. There's also I, that's the only one I remember. But there was also like there's X amount of steps to get to the top of the thing, and it's like 
Uh, but it's three levels, and yeah. it's shot very. I, only way I think about it, there's probably an official name for it, but I'm a big fan of Wes Anderson. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he does a lot of these shots that are like, you know, the you're looking into a ship, right? Mm-hmm. And you can see all the levels of the ship. So you can see all three levels of this kitchen, and there's multiple jibs floating around, and cameras just popping in and out of all these kitchens. There's no, uh, if you if you watch it, just it's shot very differently. Yeah. And then you're in a basement, in the middle kitchen, or the top level, and they're all lit differently. Mm-hmm. So just like visually, I'd be shocked if it if it's not up for some award yeah, when yeah. it comes to like set design or lighting or something like that. And, you know, if you're in the bottom, it's, you know, you know, there's no equipment. So like each mm-hmm. level, if you're in the bottom, it's kind of like you start in the basement kitchen, you get like one little burner, you're like chained to a sink with Gordon Ramsay yelling at you. It's like the opening to a <laughs> Saw movie. It is, yeah. Uh, and then you go up in the top, you got like, oh, it's, you know, li- liquid nitrogen and sous vide and you got all the, all the gear, all the stuff that you would want. I- I'm just lucky that I've been to work around these people you know yeah. whether it's been Gordon yeah. Rachel Ray mm-hmm. Guy you know any of these people who are at literally the top yeah you know and it's hard to argue that Gordon's not at the 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 top yeah oh absolutely uh, and he's you know I've I've had you know Claudia Sandoval who's you know another local chef sure, been on, yeah, on TV Claudia, she's yeah. done she's done great she worked with Gordon a lot yeah. you know because she was on his show mm-hmm. and she said the same thing she's you know we, we see you know him barking and everything else and you know and you're like oh is, is he a jerk is he you know and she's like no he's he's got such a heart he's got such a you know like a a really good and you know i hate even talking about that because some people you might have a different experience or whatever but everybody that i've sp- spoken with that has worked with them is like no he's passionate and he, he but he cares he really he really that, that's what it is so like yeah. you can say oh he's got a big heart and he's nice and those are true those yeah. are true things yeah. but it's really the fact that he's as intense as what you see on screen mm-hmm. off screen in the process of producing the show, right? Because this right. also is a Studio Ramsey, his first American Studio Ramsey oh, project. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, you know, so he was so hands-on. I mean, like, mm-hmm. let's look at the fish and make yeah. sure that the fish is of high quality. And, like, they all are, you know, but but Gordon, like, it's like, oh, this is a, a, a chef who's a chef's chef still. With yeah. all of the fame, all of the success, all of the TV shows. Yep. That he's back there in the walk-in looking at the fish for the next challenge that's happening, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he's just so intense. And like I said, I, I like for me, you know, 10 years ago, I might have looked at someone like an Emeril Lagasse. I remember literally, probably told you this story already, coming out to line up in my restaurants and be like, these celebrity chefs with their names on their jackets and their catchphrases and their hairstyles and I'm a real <laughs> chef doing real things in this restaurant, cooking service for 300 people tonight. Who are they, you know, with their bams and their... <laughs> And like I hated on their Coachella but, but, hats, right, 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 their hats and their fancy glasses, whatever. <laughs> and it's like, oh man, you're just jealous, and you have no idea how hard, how hard that is. Yeah. And now you know I'm on the other end of it, and I realize like how hard a Gordon Ramsay, a Guy Fieri, a Rachel Ray, an Emerald Lagasse, how hard they work. Yeah. It's incredible. None. And you don't stop. get to that level unless you're just insanely talented and, and, and also have an incredible work. And it can take a lot of life abuse. You can take a, take a everybody's to-do list coming at you every single day. I mean, you're, you're just like in the car, you're, you're doing, you're multitasking in, you uh, know, anywhere. Yeah. You know, you're in bed, you know, answering emails. You're, I mean, it's it's nonstop. Yeah. You know, for you. For you. No life only for, for me. <laughs> I'm all, wait, wait, you, oh, he's just out golfing. This is, I mean, I'm actually talking oh. about like the work life and he's like oh. out here working on his swing. But I actually, know. That's work. You know what I took? You're, uh, you're an influencer. Well, no, no. I don't, thank you for that. That's yeah. kind, by the way. It's another sensitive topic. <laughs> <laughs> People who are like, oh, you golf now a lot. And it's well, like, you know, I, I just like taking pictures of it. What? Like, <laughs> 
That's really what it is. <laughs> the, um, the, the, uh, well, it's, it's a really, it's a Byzantinely hard game. So I, it is I, hard. I, I, and I, also, I, like, I did take my first business meeting on the golf course the other day. Like, so, like, there's, there is that part of golf. Oh, where yeah. It's like, if you, if you are trying to connect with people and you're getting out to meet people and you got like, some things to do. Mm-hmm. Um, That's when somebody, like, comes out of the woods and hands you a Rolex. They're like, sir, all right, you've arrived. You just had your first golf business well, that meeting. that has not happened. No, right? but it should. Happened. I mean, okay, if you yeah. want to work on it, I mean, yeah. we can. Oh, for sure. We'll I mean, Rolex that. doesn't answer my DM, like, <laughs> request. But we haven't got to that level of influencer yet. And coming back to, like, what you said about Gordon, that he's a chef's chef, and it is, like, about like, actually caring. You said the same thing about you, too, when you... In, in the beginning like you no matter what you do in your life you always want to come back to that kitchen you always want to come back to your craft and I you know I think that I'm the same way too you know is that no matter we're running the business now we're running the media company of San Diego magazine you know we have a lot of things going on a lot of projects I got to MC this we got to do this we got yeah. you know but at the end of the day I want to get down and I want to sit down with you I want to talk about food I want to talk about a culture I want to talk about a human being's story I want to get in that kitchen and tell a story mm-hmm. I want to get I want to sit in front of a blank piece piece of paper or you know a computer screen and create you know and that's yeah. where it brings you joy you well know? that's the thing like listen you can create multiple things so like, you're getting into a, a, a topic now that a lot of chefs especially ones that start you know gaining a platform get into where, right. which is the pressure the negative pressure sometimes mm-hmm. to you know when people call you a sellout like you know when they see sure. you do an Instagram post for a brand or on a TV show and they're like oh he's a sellout like no like why can't someone create on different platforms. Exactly. You can write about food, you can write about music, you can mm-hmm. MC something. Like you're it's all for me, the connection is like everything that I'm doing is trying to make someone happy. Yeah. I'm trying to make you laugh if you watch me, or I'm trying to make you smile because you just ate something delicious, or I'm trying to feed you, like whatever, you know, all of these things. We're just trying to make people happy. The whole sellout thing, because I, I, I started in, in music, you know, I, I the whole sellout thing, it's it's something that people like to complain about when they they want to artificially force their artistic requirements on the person performing. You know, like basically in bands, it'd be like saying like, hey, you know, hey, there's, they're, they're a sellout. They did this show for Nike. I'm like, you mean that band that worked their butt off for 15 years or 10 years in a garage finally made a little bit of money right. by letting a, a company use their song? Right, even more <laughs> so. Letting, just letting them use a song. Right, exactly. Right. Not, not even like they were brought into the studio to create the jingle. Right. right. They just happened to have a tune that works for the car commercial or whatever it is. Because I was one of those young indie punks. You know, I was, I was like, oh, they're kind of selling out. And, you know, and then when, the deeper you get into it you, and you understand real human beings are trying to make a living and, you know, and, and trying to make a livelihood for their family and everything else. Yeah. You know, and just getting paid for what they've worked their life for. So you we know? have a similar, uh, we have those similar experiences. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just I mean, let them, I mean, that's not a selling out. That's it's an arriving. That's a, you know, it's, it's it should a, be celebrated. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. I, I, yeah. I so, got rid of that term. So for some chefs too, like to me, it, like, uh, it's not a negative to always want to be connected to the kitchen. Right. But I do feel like there are some people who are achieving a lot and they just feel like, oh, you know, hey, I'm really doing a great job hosting these TV shows or acting or modeling or whatever it is. Right. Some of my friends. And it's like, go do, like if that's what you want to do and you're happy doing that, yeah. don't don't let anyone feel, make you feel like you have For to sure. go. Uh, open up a restaurant is a great example. Yeah. Like I think chefs, you know, f- sometimes feel like, oh, I have to be involved with the restaurant. I, I am always involved with restaurants because I kind of love it. You love the life. I love it. Yeah. I love restaurants. I love creating them. I love, you know, being in them. I mm-hmm. love the, the teamwork and the energy. And there's nothing like walking through a kitchen on a Saturday night and then into the dining room and, you know, chatting with people and checking in with my cooks and tasting food. And yeah, like it's, it's so I always, I, but I also love this. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So speaking of food, we've been at a steakhouse this whole time for about 35 minutes or so. And we haven't talked about the steak once. 
That's uh, <laughs> we did the sides. Because, Thanks for keeping us online. This is, this is true. All right. Well, we I just I want to know because I like okay. steak a lot. Yeah. Yeah. What, what is your question? I want to know why. Where's the steak right now? Oh my gosh. Where? <laughs> Hold on, let me we did not come here for free food. I swear me, to God. No, 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 no. Uh, um, the Alexa, can you have a steak prepared? Alexa, <laughs> <But> the, <laughs> you're gonna think that's a person. Siri, Siri, bring me a steak. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's a steakhouse. I know. But what, 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 how do you make a steakhouse special? I mean, obviously, sure. you get you know source great meats. You can. I mean, you have the, yeah. the fire. Yeah, that's what it, I mean. Honestly, that's what it is, right? Yeah. So again, we talked about the uh, beginnings of this concept, which was me in the pandemic in the backyard cooking over wood fire. Um, and you know, on a little grill and figuring out, well, there's all types of grills and there's all types of wood, but that's what I wanted to do. A wood burning, you know, grill where most of the food came off of that. So we have this massive grill outside overlooking the 18th here. Um, you know, we're cooking on, on, on hardwood, you know, exclusively. Um, now, and it, we're white? using local beef. So we have brant beef for most of our, most of our meat. And then we dry age a portion of our steaks with flannery beef which is you should get them on the podcast because it's just an amazing uh, dad and daughter who, you know, run this dry aging, um, you know, dry aged meat up in the Bay Area. Nice. And they're fantastic. Um, and then we bring in some A5 Wagyu as well. Sure. Um, you know, so like, you know, you, you have a little bit of everything, but that's the, the premise. I love dry aged steak. Yeah. I also yeah. love ribeyes. Like when we opened up, mm -hmm. we had four different ribeyes on the menu, which was like, it's I'm writing the menu and I'm like, mm, ribeye. <laughs> mm, ribeye again skinny ribeye <laughs> tri-aged ribeye and I realize I love it you know it's got a little bit more fat to it for sure um, but we have all the classic cuts that you would have um, now do you use do you use white oak or you use red oak at least, and you probably use something else completely different yeah. but that's what I hear the most yeah so we there's always some oak in the mix mm -hmm. um, because it, it, it burns nice and long yeah. and, and high um, but it, it's also a mixture of different California woods that can come in so it could be maple sometimes uh, you can get almond in there sometimes, but it, it's a mixture with some oak always as a part of it. I think it's one of the best. Uh, mesquite. Uh, mesquite is one again that, that, that is that is in the mix. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's one of the greatest things that's happened to the American steakhouse is the, the wood smoke because you, you, you and I are both kind of like scientists. I, I geek out over Harold McGee and the science of food and everything else. And there's something like 400 flavors, flavanols and, and um, a, a, alcohols and everything else that you cannot get from a oven you know that's, yeah. uh, that burns at 1600 degrees you from a wood burning you get like 400 more flavor compounds than you would from a at oven. the same time though like i inherited the kitchen here which mm -hmm. um you know um has, has been here for a little bit and oh, yeah, right. <laughs> there's this monster broiler back there like yeah. an old school like chicago style yeah two drawer broiler and some things taste better in there, like the burger we cook in there. Right. You know, okay. and like that's the other thing, like especially as like being known as a creative, like oh, yeah. not, not everything is great sous vide. Yeah. Not, not, not everything wants to come off the wood burning grill. Most of it does. Um, but that's another like piece of equipment that we, we, we use a lot here. Well, that, God, that I'll tell you this. I mean, yeah. I, I did when Food Network, Food Network hired me to go around and, and try, well, it was with my first show, it was Crave, you know, and they, they sent me around the country and I was like, they're like, what do you want to do? And I'm like, I want to figure out what they eat in space and why can't they eat, in, what the, can't they eat in space? You can't eat bread in space because there's crumbs and they get in the instruments, that kind of stuff. I was yeah. like, that's kind of, that's wow. cool, oh, you know? Yeah. And I was like, let's talk about that. And they're like, why don't we send you around the country, kid, and you just eat burgers? I'm like, okay, I can do that too. <laughs> you know what I mean? All right, that sounds good. You know, so anyways, they sent me around to, and there's one place in Connecticut that does steam burgers. You know, and yeah, yeah. famous, yeah, Louis, Louis, yeah, is, is it Louis? I think it is. Is it? I, think, I don't know why that just jumped out. I, I probably think watched it's, that episode. It's like Lenny's or Louis. I think or, it's Louis. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Hey, we went there, and there's little steam baskets. They look disgusting, um, yeah. but they are 
delicious. I mean, uh, something about a steam burger doesn't have the crust, doesn't have the crisp, doesn't have, but it's like steamed in its own fat, which you think about it's almost like, it's almost like a, the way that you would prepare like a duck confit. You know, it's like kind of this like simmering in its own fat for the entire time. It was, uh, it yeah, was, it's about, you don't have to like preach to me about steam burgers. Like oh, I grew up on White Castle. I was just going to say, mm-hmm. there it is. Which by the way, I have another uh, restaurant with Hyatt uh, in Orlando called Four Flamingos. I heard about that. That's the second one. Yeah, right? so we'll have to, okay. have to come out there and do a follow all right sounds good uh, but also in Orlando they just they just opened up a White Castle out there and the, the, it's like a three hour wait I'm no. serious yeah people because you know Florida people are you know a lot of people down there from the Midwest or the, the Northeast or whatever and they peep, and it's the first uh, White Castles to open down there do you know and where the closest just, one is to us no but you do Las Vegas <laughs> <laughs> I do because I go I love every it. time. I go every where, time. So where is it? Where is it in Vegas? In a casino that I don't remember the name of. <laughs> that sound, that's so I just Vegas. Google. I just Google White Castle. You don't even know if it's White Castle. <laughs> hey, no. what happened? You in ate Vegas? something in a casino that was the texture of a White Castle, bro. It's like eggshell cl- castle. That's you know what I mean? You know what? I'm going I'm to find it though because, like, again, I, I I'm good for a, you know 24 White Castle burgers. <laughs> Obviously, Troy was. So, all right, so yeah. you've opened up, and I guess the last question yeah. before, before we get into it, well, we'll do two people 50 bucks. Yeah, we'll do two yeah. people 50 bucks. Okay. Why not? Um, this last, is like uh, the Lord of the Rings style. Pot. Like, we're going deep, aren't we? Are we deep? Like, this is going to be like a two hour episode. I love it. I mean, we just can't, we, you and I jab a little I'm bit. I'm fine with it. I love I'm this. Fine. this is I love fantastic. it. We go off, we go off uh, yeah. whatever it's called. Concept. No, come on. You use food, I love it. You use food as a perfect. launching program. Yep. Um, wait, quick question. Do you like pie? I love pie. I hate pie. Oh, did you? Yeah, I mean, I, it, no, I, I set you up on that one, but I mean, I hate it. I, I and this is a news you item. Hate that, pie. I hate pie, and I, I don't know why. It's like fruit pies, fruit pies. I, I can't do them. Okay. It's like hot yeah. fruit, the compotes and, and everything else. Like the hot, I, I just whatever it is, it just seems too gloopy okay, yeah, I, and okay. too like pumpkin pie, banana cream pie. Okay, I can well, do. Those are pies, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, so you anyway, don't like fruit pies specifically. Yeah. yeah so you're a fan. So what, the point I'm of that, yeah. the point of that was that they turned the Top Gun house into a pie shop. Did you hear this? Oh no. Mm-hmm. The 1986 house that's been in Oceanside since that movie filmed, where Tom Cruise goes in and seduces. Excuse me, Kelly McGillis su- seduces Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. I think she takes mm-hmm. charge in that mm-hmm. role. Um, that that house has been like restored beautifully, and it's now a pie shop sitting like right on the edge of the coast. Does in, it have like Oceanside. a fun? Top Gun punny name? I'm sure. Uh, hi, Pie. Hi. So, I don't know, Pie. I don't know, Pie. Anyways, um, I don't know, really know why I brought that up other than to you get agree. you invested into our news um, segment, which oh, we're going to do later. Yeah. So, you know, we have a, a, um, awesome. a comment. Anyways, I'll weigh in. I like Pie. The final thing I want to ask you is what's, I mean, what's the end goal for you? I mean, what, what do you, do you, do you want to do? Do you want to do? I don't know how much time do we have. Um, I mean, do you, do you want to do this? Do you want to keep on opening restaurants and just dabble in TV? You know, and do you want to open up your own line of foods? Do you want to? You want to have a tiny little bistro in the middle of nowhere on a dirt road where it's like thirty seats and kind of Michelin style, but it's also really mellow. Yeah. And I don't yeah. know. I mean, that sounds like your dream. I know, I, 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 <laughs> right? Like there was so much. Like, like the writer came out. It's a dusty street. It's just you and an old stove. <laughs> and it's called High Pie, by the way. And yeah. you've and you've told. Oh. the press there's no pie at this restaurant <laughs> <laughs> I, it, and I, I want to keep doing everything that I'm doing like yeah. I, th- to be honest this with you like path. I want to do more of it yeah. I want to do it better um, and I want more opportunities and I want to dabble in other you know creative you know, art forms but I love restaurants I love creating them I want many of them I want them all over the place I want challenge I want risk 
um, I want to keep playing golf. I want to work with brands. <laughs> I want, you know, to keep, you know, doing TV work. I want to keep writing books. All of these things are happening, you know? Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so I mean, I just want to keep doing it. Like that's, yeah. that's, that's the whole game for me is like, just what is it like sharks don't sleep they can't they don't st st sit still no you know like i, I don't want to sit still i just want to keep going keep keep richard blaze is a yeah. shark that's it that's it that's it well i mean i think you're going to be fine i think i think there's enough people that are very interested in what you're doing whether it be books or whether it be you know they're, they're paying you so. for your writing you know what i mean you're a professional well, that was years ago no one's paying me for writing right now. <laughs> actually no i do have a new i do know have a new cookbook coming out what's so, the name yeah, of it? uh it is unnamed at the moment i can't release the name yet because we're still waiting for some clearance what kind it. of what kind of book? it is going to be a vegetable based uh book so awesome. more of like how i lost a bunch of weight and like the mm -hmm. type of food that i eat at home and some of the things that i've done with my lifestyle over the last, you know, 15 years. Awesome. Um, so yeah, coming out soon. It should be spring next year. Yeah. You're, I mean, your transfer, transformation is, is really inspiring. It is, you know, not, not too many people know about it, but yeah, I've lost 80 pounds over the last 15 years yeah. and uh, totally changed my diet. And, you know, I still yo-yo a little bit, you know, five, 10 pounds here or there. Sure. But, um, you know, it totally changed my lifestyle, you know, mainly because of what I eat and, and, and exercise. And, and if you can eat, well, I mean, it's somebody like you. That can I don't want to spoil the book. I know. Eat vegetables and exercise. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if you can eat healthy food that doesn't suck, that's always nice. I mean, so I, that you help people. Really just, by the way, I am a massive fan. Not to go too long here, but all, all the plant-based stuff and all, Same. even all the I convenient know. stuff. Like I cauliflower. I mm -hmm. probably said this. Cauliflower is just crushing it. Like, it's, oh, it's totally. having a good the, year. The, the last picked <laughs> crudite vegetable is now mm -hmm. pizza and rice and quinoa. Mm -hmm. I mean, cauliflower cannot be stopped. I know. I know. Cabbage is really having it too. You know, I mean, there's there, all the vegetables. No, it's, cabbage is nowhere near <laughs> cauliflower. Is cabbage trying to make a run at cauliflower? It's trying to make a run, yeah. I mean, it's, it's coming up on it. You know what I mean? I mean cauliflower is the Madonna of the yeah. vegetable world. It really, like, like and and are in a height, a height of it. It's right? a Lady Gaga for sure. Is that what you're saying? The cabbage uh -huh. is the Lady Gaga. Yeah. No, I mean it's, it's up and comer. You know what I mean? It's like Lady it's, Gaga's it's that, pretty good though. It's that support artist. You know the one that like when Bob Seger opened up for the Eagles, they actually fired him because he was getting a bigger applause than the Eagles were. Like that. That's that's what cabbage mm. is going to be next. You just wait. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm know. changing my answer. Uh, cauliflower is Lady Gaga. <laughs> <laughs> now that I think about all that Lady Gaga's doing and her acting is incredible. Okay. All right. Sorry. We're off. You're, 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 David's trying to just keep ignore me. The producer's like, no, what is happening? Me. We've lost control of this. <laughs> what do you think about aliens, Troy? <laughs> I'll tell you this about Lady Gaga. and you, We'll cut this shit out and poor David's got to edit this thing. Oh, no. We're keeping it. <laughs> the, um, the, uh, I, I went to a movie with my wife. It was uh, it was actually up when we were filming Grocery Games. And she came up and visited us. And, and uh, we went for a movie. And I was like, oh, okay. She said, why don't we go see this, this movie, A Star is Born? You know, and I I get like 20 minutes into it and I go, doesn't that guy look like Bradley Cooper? <laughs> she goes, she looks at me like, you idiot. Yeah, that is Bradley Cooper. And I go, oh, oh, okay. I didn't know anything about the movie. <laughs> so we get to the end of it and I cry at movies. I cry a lot. You know, like I'm just, I'm an emotional person. Aww. So we get to the end of it and I'm like, <laughs> I'm just like, I'm like, man, this is a lot. You know what I mean? It was like, my, it was like the notebook, you know, and I'm crying. And I go, I see the credits are rolling. I go, holy shit, that was Lady Gaga? <laughs> I, had, I had no idea. Wow. wow. Blew my mind. And my wife looked at me and she goes, You and I just had the most different experience of this movie. She's like, that, That's. Like you were just like, who are these random people on the screen? What you doing were lost this? Doing in the, the art, dude. I was lost in the art, you were man. Lost in the art. <laughs> like, All right, two people, fifty bucks. Let's do this. Two people, fifty bucks. Jumbo asparagus. Jumbo. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Let's start with you, Troy. Where where are you going? Okay, I went to Kingfisher the other night. You guys gotta go gotta go taste Kingfisher. I mean it's I good. I am so happy for John Bautista. Uh John Bautista was, has been a chef in San Diego for a long time. He was at George's, he was a chef de cuisine under Trey Fauché. And then he moved over to Common Theory and he helped um uh the owners there, you know, create something cool, kind of a gastropub way. And then he partnered with the you know uh, people behind Crab Hut, which Crab Hut is a great family restaurant in San Diego. You know they, they do you know crab dinners and whatnot. And this I used to live three doors or like three blocks away from where they opened up Kingfisher in Golden Hill. So it's on 25th and Broadway, and it is Vietnamese, Pan Asian, a little bit of Filipina in there um, as well. It's phenomenal. He's doing a, a house dry aged duck, and he they um, a really simple rub on it too. They do a little glaze actually with palm sugar and pepper on top of the duck itself is so perfectly rendered. The fat is perfect. The skin is crispy, you know, and it's just cooked evenly throughout. Uh, with that palm sugar on, it, it's fantastic. They do a beef tartare that's got fish sauce in it, you know, just a tiny bit of fish sauce, a ton of herbs and whatnot, and then they've got this roast eggplant um, dish. Now, if you can make an eggplant, to your point, you know, cooking with vegetables, Richard, you know, I mean, anybody can make a ribeye taste good. I mean, you can probably make it taste better than most people, but, you know, it's easier to make a beautiful protein taste good. You can take a vegetable like eggplant, you know, Mm -hmm. and make it into something that's rich and savory and beautiful. That, it was one of the best dishes I've had in a long time. And then their scallops is a cold presentation is pineapple juice in the sauce and fish sauce. So pineapple juice and fish sauce, you you, normally you go, that sounds disgusting. Um, it was beautiful. Yeah. I mean, just, I mean, such a good restaurant. It's going to re- like revolutionize um, what Golden Hill is. I mean, it, nice. yep, it's in a little shopping mall next to a 7-Eleven. Like ah, they'll see, look at you. That's a great, that's a writer's gold mine right there. Uh, yeah, right. I mean, it's just, I mean and they, they turn, it's got beautiful wallpaper and everything else. Anyways, you've got to go check out King. Fisher. I, I'm down with it. I'm a fan. And uh, my chef, Brad, who's not with us here, but he's the chef here at Ember and Rye. And he just went and had, had rave reviews as well. Oh, so, nice. Awesome. Good call. I'm going to Shawarma, guys. Oh, sure. uh, just because I just went for my wife's birthday and like it's fifty bucks because like I don't know if you're getting out of your your review there. No, no, fifty bucks. No, no, not at all. Isn't oh, but no, isn't no. it isn't it called two guys fifty bucks? Oh, you he's done two people five thousand dollars before. So <laughs> so, um, so the the, the title of the segment it's, means it's nothing. Only, means absolutely garbage. <laughs> all right, well. <laughs> Well, you who respect tradition, like, I'm going to go two guys fifty bucks. I'm going to go to Shawarma guys, and I'm going to come back with change. So there you go. So wait, because I'm going to have to pay for Troy's meal <laughs> at Kingfish. There wait, it is. So wait, what do you what do you get? Do you get the um, like the egg rolls, the, the Shawarma egg rolls? Those, those things are best. I mean, as a as a golf influencer, I just kind of let I just show up and I. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, the egg rolls. That so the first time I had them was was last week, and like those are like dangerous. Like we got like the big like uh, party platter of them, oh. and like I kind of had to like hide them from myself. That's how that's oh, how yeah. delicious they were. Yeah. I mean, well, you think about an egg roll. Like, I mean, they're really beautifully fried and everything else, and they've got like the uh, shawarma meat in there, and then they've got like the garlic sauce. And, yeah. And I was gonna say like the oh. garlic sauce is you know like whether it's at shawarma guys or Trader Joe's, the garlic sauce is next next level for me. Oh, and like when I'm talking about like what what do you eat to be healthy? I mean that that style of cuisine is always top on the list. You know of things that you can eat that's protein veg mm-hmm. super healthy vinaigrette you're done so yeah. Yeah. there you go i answered i played the rules yeah, okay. uh that's so one point for blaze <laughs> uh, and uh half a point for lots of fish sauce <laughs> <laughs> so i went to uh, uh went on a fishing trip last weekend and uh after that the people out of town were like 
where can we get the best burger in town? And it's like, oh, I haven't been to Rockies in so, so long. Okay. And I don't think I've ever done it for my two people 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. I just went to Rockies. Just got a straight up, that Ooh. delicious burger, beautifully toasted bun, big side of fries for everyone to just split. And we just we just gorged ourselves. I love that. It was delicious. I'm going back. Because aren't there those places, you know more than me, because this is what you do. But like where like places you forget about almost, mm-hmm. you know, because they are so popular or they're so iconic. I know. I like that. Oh yeah. Well, that's, I mean, Rockies is such a classic. Rockies, what I love about Rockies is there's no shame in that game. You know, there is, you put, you, you get it in a brown paper bag. And by the time you walk out to your car, that bag is already greased through. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's just got the grease stains of the spots. Like the burger's like halfway out the bag at the bottom. <laughs> it's making a run for it. Awesome, Richard. Yes. I think you're officially uh, joining podcast now. You don't yeah. have a choice. No worries. San Diego Magazine's Richard Blaze podcast is coming to you soon. <laughs> I cannot afford him, but I'm still going to somehow manage to conjole him into doing this um, for us. So look for it. It's uh, I'm glad that we can announce it today with Richard here. Um, and uh, yeah, Richard's agent will be calling me very soon. And uh, yeah, yeah. great. It's going to be about golf. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Park Hyatt, Aviara, and Ember and Rye, and especially you, Richard. Thank you. And uh, we'll be back next week from Ponto Lago here you're, at you're, the Park Hyatt. You're a beautiful man, and you've got nice biceps. Thank Definitely. you, buddy. And amazing hair. <laughs> <laughs>